all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. Come on in. It is Monday night, which means it's time to command your day and command your week with the power of prayer. Come on in, guys. It's going to be an amazing time of prayer, uh, as it always is. It's the last prayer of the first month of uh, the new year, 2021. So we're going to go out and we're going to end this month in prayer on a high note. So I want you to come on in, get ready, get ready, because we're about to go uh, all the way up tonight. Come on in, like the video. Tell me where you're watching from and share this video tonight. What do we do? We gather together every Monday night for one hour to pray. Uh, and our times of prayer are always impactful. They're always powerful. They are always something that uh, I love seeing how God moves in and throughout prayer. And uh, so it's going to be good tonight. So I need you to like the video. Tell me where you're watching from and share this video tonight. It's going to be good. We're going to be adding our Instagram fam in just a moment. Before we add them, we are currently live on all of our Facebook pages, Bishop Foreman Harvest Church, our YouTube pages, Bishop Foreman Harvest Church, plus the Harvest Channel, plus Periscope. While Periscope is still here, I need for those of you that are on Periscope, I need for you to make sure that you follow us on YouTube or follow us on Facebook. Follow us on YouTube or Facebook. And for all of my, uh, my family that follows us on YouTube and Facebook, I need for you uh, to make sure that you click the button so you get the notifications. It's seven o'clock on the dot. We're going to go ahead and add in our Instagram fam and we will be live everywhere. We're live everywhere. Uh, come on in, everybody. And not to mention, of course, our Uncommon Gospel Radio Network family. Uh, we love them and appreciate them so much. They are awesome and we're excited about it. Come on in, y'all. Like the video, Tim, or where you're watching from. Share this video. If you're on Instagram, I need you to click the little triangle and share this tonight. When you share, it's very simple. People get saved. When you share, people get saved. And so I want for you to make sure that you're sharing so that we can see some people come to the Lord and give their lives to the Lord. It's amazing. As of yesterday, I haven't seen the new numbers, but as of yesterday, one of the things that I saw uh, was that basically one person a day has gotten saved this year. Can we give God praise for that? That we were able to record. And we want to see way more than that, but that we were able to record. Of course, last year, 592, I believe was the number people gave their lives to the Lord that we were able to record. And so we're excited about seeing that number go to a whole nother level this year. All right. So when you share, people get saved. Come on in and share, share, share. All right. And again, I'll say it again. If you're on Facebook, I need you to click the button, the little bell that so you can get notified when we go live, whatever page you're on. And same thing if you're on YouTube. I'm going to ask that you do the same thing. Why? You just want to get the notifications for when we go live so that you are able to uh, get connected and make sure that you get everything. All right. Hey, listen, um, as we are jumping in prayer, I got a couple of quick announcements and then we're going to move uh, in prayer pretty expeditiously tonight, pretty expeditiously tonight. Uh, as we are navigating through this. Um, one, if it's your very first time on prayer, do me a favor, wave at me or whatever platform you're on, on the Harvest Channel, or whatever platform you're on, let us know it's your first time. We just want to send some love your way and let you know that we are glad that you are with us on, on prayer tonight, all right? So would you do that for me? Uh, just uh, do the hand with emoji. Say, it's my first time, and we're just going to shoot some love your way and just say, hey, what's going on, Shalom, that, that you are with us tonight. All right. In addition to that, um, let me say this. If you do not have the Harvest Church mobile app, I want to encourage you to get it. How do you get it? Uh, you simply text the word harvest, H-A-R-V-E-S-T to 55498. Can I get a few of you to type that on every platform? for folks to be able to do that. And you can just take a screenshot of it or you can come back to it and so that you have it. Text the word harvest to the phone number 55498. When you do that, you'll be able to stay connected to all things harvest. You'll get our podcast. 
music messages and so much more tons of resources that are in our app uh, for you you can read through the whole bible i was chatting with the harvester last week and they didn't know that you can read through the whole bible in one year in our app. So I encourage you to do that. Um, as you've heard me mention, our app's going through um, a, a whole upgrade and reset and uh, our website's doing the same thing. Several things are getting ready to go through um, some changes and uh, everything's changing. But I need you to make this declaration, say change is good. Now I just get you to type that on the screen, change is good. We're changing our branding over. We're going from teal and orange to this new color palette you see behind me the lime green and the pink and yellow and all of that. So we're excited about that. All right. So make sure that you get our app. And then if you're in Atlanta, let me give this last announcement real quick. If you are in Atlanta, if you're in Atlanta, I want for you to get connected to our launch team. What is the launch team? It is those that serve to help make um, the church happen. We call it our dream team. When you're launching a new location, it's the launch team. Got it? Because you got to launch that thing for that thing to become a dream. Let that be revelation for some of you all. Know what stage of, of life you're at in every area of your life. For some of you, you are at a stage where you've already launched it, and so you need a team to keep it a dream so it doesn't become a nightmare. I pray right now, let's go, that God would give you people around you that can help make the dream happen so that it doesn't become a nightmare. I pray that the resources you need, the help that you need, that it comes to you. The Bible says that, and David had mighty men that helped him strongly as he was king. I pray you would have people around you that whatever it is you're doing, they would bring strong help so that it remains a dream and does not become a nightmare. I pray for those of you that are in management, that you would have team members that have a good work ethic. Come on, let's pray, y'all. That you would have people um, that serve in what it is that you do, that have the same mentality of get things done. I pray that you would not have to carry any dead weight this year. I pray that this would be a year of, uh, 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 of stress freedom from dead weight. Not that you're not going to deal with stress and pressure that comes with building. But I pray that it would not come from dead weight. I pray that dead weight uh, would get off of you, detach from you, get away from you. I pray that anybody, let's go here. I pray that anybody that does not mean you well and that does not have good intentions and motives towards you, that the Lord would ensure that they are, that they are removed from your life. This is not a year where you have time to be trying to figure out whether or not you are for me or against me. If I do not know that you're for me, by default, I can discern that you are against me. And for that, we say thank you in the name of Jesus. God, I pray for those that are launching something, that are building something, that something needs to come off of the ground. I pray, God, that you would give them the right people to launch. And sometimes the people that help launch are different than the people that help build. Sometimes, God, the people who are necessary at one stage of a thing are no longer necessary at another stage of a thing. So I pray, God, that the right people to help launch, those that have the imaging, those that have the stamina, those that have the courage, those that have the foresight, those that have the uh, um, mentality like Nehemiah said, that people had a mind to work and they got it done. I pray that we would have what we need in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody on every platform, say amen. Come on in, guys. Like this video. Tell me where you're watching from. Share this video tonight. Um, when you share, people get saved, all right? And we want to see more people come to the Lord tonight. Um, so I just, I went there right there <laughs> real quick. That was good for me. Um, let, let me say one more thing. If you have a praise report, we're going to get into prayer. And I'm just doing the announcements real quick. If you have a praise request, excuse me, a praise report of how God has worked in your life in any way. Is there anybody watching right now on any platform where you've got a testimony of something God has done for you? Wave at me. Last week, uh, many of you sent in your praise reports. The week prior, many of you did the same. I want to always encourage you to have an attitude of gratitude. Um, come on, just type this on the screen. I'm grateful. When you can celebrate the small, God can trust you with big. There, there are certain things I have learned how to do where I am thankful. Um, sometimes you have to slow down so that you realize just how much you have to be thankful for. Sometimes you have to slow down and say, wait a minute, God, I am thankful that I could even be concerned about what I'm going to eat because there are certain people who don't have anything to eat. Sometimes you got to slow down and say, God, I am so blessed that I have time to try to figure out what I'm going to wear when other people only have one outfit to wear. I just need you to take a moment and be grateful. Let's pause right here across every digital platform and let's release a digital praise. Why? 
that we are grateful. Father, we are grateful that and thankful. We have an attitude of gratitude. We are grateful, God, of the things that we even get to have to deal with. God, forgive us for complaining about problems that other people wish they had. God, forgive us for complaining about other issues that other people wish they had. There are people that wish they were trying to figure out what outfit to wear, wish they were trying to figure out what shoes to wear, wish they had money to eat at somewhere different. Wish that they had breath in their body. Wish they weren't in a hospital bed. Wish that they weren't in hospice. Wish that they weren't hooked up to a ventilator. Wish that they weren't hooked up to a machine. We are grateful. And we say, forgive us, please, Lord, today for every action, every comment, everything we've spoken, everything we've said, everything we've done that has not been reflective of our gratefulness. We declare that we are grateful people. We declare that we are uh, those that are not only grateful, but we are those that recognize and celebrate what we are grateful for. So can I just get you to type on every platform one thing you're grateful for, one thing you're grateful for, one thing you have gratitude for across every platform. Come on, Periscope. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Instagram. Come on. One thing you are grateful for across every single platform, because the reality is, is there's other people that wish they had your set of issues. And sometimes uh, I have made it a practice in my life um, to be grateful and thankful for every little thing, every little thing, for every little thing. You need to be grateful that you have gas to waste to just drive around the city. Y'all ain't talking. You talking about, I just didn't know what to do. I just drove. You need to be grateful that you had gas to drive around the city. There's other people that can't, that don't have that. We are grateful. Come on, new opportunities, family, just being here. Grateful you survived COVID, breath in your lungs, health. Come on, testify, y'all. Life, my father and life. Come on, testify something you're grateful about. Salvation, something you are grateful for. Everything. Can I stretch you to be more specific than everything? I see, I see several everythings. Can I stretch you to be more specific? Here's why. Because when you begin to get specific, then all of a sudden your thankfulness goes to another level. Why? Because when you begin to get specific, you see just how good God has really been to you. When you begin to get specific, get, get grateful that you have a laptop to watch this on. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Be grateful that you have a phone to watch this on. There are other people who can't get a phone. Come on. Be grateful that you have got a TV to have this stream to. See, when you begin to get specific, all of a sudden you begin to realize just how good God has been to you. And all of us, since we are in the land of the living we should be grateful that we were given another day to live. Father, we say thank you that you've given us another day to live, another day to breathe. The Bible says let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. And so, God, that's what we do. We praise you today. Today, before we ask you for one thing, before we bombard heaven for anything for ourselves, we just want you to know we're thankful and grateful for what you have already done. I pray, God, that every day of our lives, we will be filled with an attitude of gratitude, that every day of our lives, we will be filled uh, with a profound appreciation that we are still here. We could have been dead. We could have been messed up, jacked up, torn up, locked up, shot up, uh, whatever up. But God, you kept us and we say thank you for keeping us. You've been keeping us and we say thank you. God, even when we wandered and strayed and did our own thing and did it our own way, God, you were still faithful and you were still there. And for that, we say thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Can I get everybody right there to just say hallelujah across every single digital platform? Come on. Hallelujah. 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 All right. I, I prayed that so that I pray you go back and send in a praise report on our app uh, or you can do it from our website to for anything, anything. Never think, well, this is too small to testify about. Um, small things are interviews for big things. And if God does not see that we are grateful for something small, um, it may be that he cannot trust you with something big. And I need him to know I'm grateful. Let me just give it to you like this. If you're grateful for 10, he'll trust you with hundreds. You're grateful for hundreds, he'll trust you with thousands. You're grateful for thousands, he'll trust you with tens of thousands. Grateful for tens of thousands, he'll trust you with hundreds of thousands. Grateful for hundreds of thousands, he'll trust you with millions. Grateful for millions, he'll trust you with tens of millions. Grateful for tens of millions, he'll trust you 
with hundreds of millions. Grateful for hundreds of millions? He going to trust you with a billion. What is it? Is that when I show the Lord that I am grateful, because grateful is not just me saying I'm grateful. You ready for this? Here's the next thing. We're about to cover this. Gratefulness is how we manage what we say we're grateful for. How we manage what we say we're grateful for. Proof that we are grateful for something is that we take good care of it. That we take good care of it. I want you to release this on the screen. I'm a good steward. Everybody on every platform, I'm a good steward. Hey, Brazil, good to see you. I'm a good steward. Don't tell me you're grateful for your car and that thing has got 15 weeks worth of food in it. Clean your car today. Don't tell me you're grateful uh, for your children and the only thing that only time they hear from you is when you're hollering and screaming and fussing at them. Don't tell me you're grateful for your parents and the only thing uh, 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 only time they hear from you is when you want something. Don't tell me you're grateful for your pastor and he don't ever hear from you ever about nothing. All right, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Don't tell me you're grateful for your job. And when you start your job, I got to do this work. No, if you're grateful for it, you're a good steward with that. What is stewardship? It is management. If you're grateful for your shoes, you take good care of them. If you're grateful for your home, you take good care of it. Whatever we are grateful for, proof that we are grateful is not just what we say that we're about being grateful, but it's what we do in managing it and being a good steward. You ready? So I'm going to cover this in prayer. God. I pray that we are good stewards with what we say we are grateful for. God, that means that we would manage well what we say we are grateful for. Anything that we have gratitude for or gratefulness for, God, we declare that we will manage it well. Come on, every platform, let's pray. And we say we are good stewards. We're good stewards over all the things we type over our health. God, we will not eat ourselves into, into sicknesses that are preventable. God, we will not let our bodies get out of whack and get out of order. Come on, y'all. Don't get caught on me. We will not allow our finances to be spent foolishly and recklessly. Why? Because we are good stewards. That's proof of our gratefulness. Evidence of our gratefulness is how we manage what we say we are grateful for. So God, we will manage our days well. Why? We're grateful that we're living another day. We will manage, God, anything we say we're grateful for, we will manage it well. In Jesus' name, if we're grateful for our spouses, God, then we will steward over them well. That means that people will know that they are, are, are in a relationship with us. Why? Because of how we take care of them. If we say we're grateful for our children, they will know they're our children because of how we raise them. Whatever it is, God, we pray that we will be good stewards over it so that there would be a distinct difference between what we have and what another has. Why? Because we are grateful. If we say that we are grateful uh, for opportunity, we will manage it well. If we say we are grateful to praise you, we won't have to wait on no praise scene to say, clap your hands. We won't have to wait on the pastor to say, clap your hands. But God, we will come with a praise. Come on. We will walk into the building with one. We will log on with one. Why? Because we will manage what we have well. In Jesus' name. I had you type it already, but can I have you to do it one more time and just type this on the screen? I'm a good steward. Everybody on every platform, I'm a good steward. That's proof of your gratefulness. How you manage what you say you're grateful for is proof you're grateful. Now, I want to ask you this question on every platform. How many of you, you've ever had somebody say they're grateful for you, um, but it appeared that they never did anything to show that gratefulness? I mean, never said it, never said it. Never, never articulated anyway. Wait, baby, come on, let's be honest. All right? And let me tell you why I'm asking you that. Because if you didn't like that, which none of us do, if you didn't like that, then guess what? Ne neither would the Lord. If you didn't like that, then, then neither would the Lord. And so I want to challenge us all to not only say that we're grateful, but to manage what we have well. Your next 12 will be your best 12. How do I know that? How you're going to manage every single day. I want to cover that and then we're going to go further in prayer. Father, I pray over how we manage every single day. I pray, God, that we would manage every single day and we would be productive. Your word says, uh, Father, that if we would seek your face, face in Hebrew means your attitude. It means the way you think about things. God, we seek your attitude right now in the name of Jesus about how we deal with every day. And we pray that we have the mind of Christ. We commit every decision that we will make over the next seven days, we commit those decisions into your hands. Come on, y'all. 
into your hands. And we say, God, order our steps. Your word says that the steps of the righteous are ordered by God. You have made us righteous. Therefore, you have a God that orders our steps. And Father, we don't just need you to order our steps. We need the grace to obey the ordered steps, to do what it is that we are being ordered to do. I pray, God, that we have a military mindset. Come on which means we follow the order. It's not our job to understand it. It's not our job to reason with it. It's not our job to figure out how. It is our job to simply obey. I pray, God, that uh, we would simply obey. Your will is found in your word. So when we hear your word, that's doing your will. When we do your word, that's doing your will. When we do your word, that's doing your will. And I pray, God, that we would obey. In the name of Jesus, I pray that every day this week, God, um, that every test we encounter, every uh, ounce of pressure we encounter, every ounce of stress we encounter, that we would handle it well. We know our next 12 will be better than our, uh, any other segment of our lives. Why? Because we are better, because we are different, and because we are different, what we experience will be different. God, we thank you for every heartache, for every trial, for every pain, for every difficult thing that we went through. Why? It was making us better. It was making us stronger. It was making us wiser. It was making us more spiritual. And for that, we say thank you. We say thank you. We declare we're going to manage crisis well. Come on. We declare we're going to manage controversy well. We declare we're going to manage challenge well. We declare we're going to manage obstacles well. Whatever we face, we declare that we will manage it well because we are grateful. We are grateful for every single day. We are grateful that we can declare things and life and death are in the power of our tongue. Proverbs 18, 21. So we speak that our next 12 are our best 12. Type that, y'all. We speak that our next 12 are our best 12, but they will be that because of how we handle every single day. We declare we have the mind of Christ. We think like you, God. We have your attitude. We are problem solvers. That's the mind of Christ. It is the mentality to solve a problem. We are not stubborn. The children of Israel were stubborn, and we are not stubborn. Why were they stubborn? Because they could not find a way to win, and they could not find a way to win because they would not find a way to win. But we declare, God, that we are those that find a way to win. Please, on every platform, say there is a way to win. And everything we find ourselves in, there is a way to win. There is a way to win. There is a way to win. And we declare that because we are not stubborn, that we will find the way to win. Because we are not stiff-necked. What does that mean? They would not turn to see it another way. They would not look another direction. We pray that we are not stiff-necked like the children of Israel, but we are those that find a way to win. And everything that we walk through, and everything that we deal with, and every challenge that we encounter, we are those that find a way. We reject any part of us, God, that says there's no win in this. We reject any part of us, God, that says, I can't win in that. We reject any part of us that says, I don't have what I need. We reject any part of us that say, this is hard. We reject any part of us that does not find a way to win. Please type, I reject it on the screen. We reject that. And not only do we reject it, God, let's go spiritual. We rebuke that. Just lay one hand on yourself. We rebuke, God, the parts of us that say there's not a way to win. We rebuke the parts of us, God, that are stubborn. We rebuke the parts of us that are stiff-necked, which means we won't turn to see it another way. We won't see you in it. And we declare, God, that not only do we rebuke that, but we renounce that. What does that mean? Anytime in our past we've come in agreement saying there is no way to win, we renounce that. Which means we put a period on that and we start new. We put a period on that. And we begin fresh. God, you will make our ladder better than our former. That means you will make what is ahead of us better than anything that's been behind us. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Come on, every platform, just type amen wherever you are at. Listen, guys, if you're just coming in, I need you to like this video. Tell me where you're watching from. Share on all of our digital platforms tonight. We've got two Instagrams going. we got Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, Harvest Channel, all of that. I need you to share. When you share, people get saved. When you share, people get saved. So make sure that you do that. In a moment, I'm going to give people that don't know the Lord an opportunity. So if you're watching prayer tonight, listen to me, you are not watching by accident. Many people, can I be honest with you? During the week, what we've noticed is that we tend to see uh, the lion's share or the majority of the people that get saved. It happens during prayer.
that happens during prayer. Uh, so please make sure um, that you stay connected uh, tonight. We're going to pray for one hour. I encourage you every week, set aside this time in your calendar. I encourage you to set aside the time, put it in your calendar, and really make this time matter. Why? Because for most, this is going to be the longest time that you pray all week. So you want to make sure that it matters. And I'm not saying that to beat you down, quite the contrary. What I'm saying is let's make it matter. Prayer is a privilege. It is not a right. Prayer is something we get to do. It is not something that we have to do. It is something that we get to do. It is not something that we have to do. It is something that we get to do. It is not something that we have to do. I saw a comment saying, I love that shirt. Born again, born squared. I, I believe it. I believe I think this is what this search means. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, two times. All right. I want to say this because actually that brings up a good point for as we transition. I believe it was Mark Twain that says, um, the two, the two most important days of your life are this. The first one is when you are born and I need you not to curse the day you were born. I need you to know you were born for a reason. You were born for a reason. You were born for a reason. Here's the second day Mark Twain says was the most important day when you discover why, when you discover why. Here's what we're about to do next in prayer. We're going to, um, before we get into asking God for things, here's what we're going to do. We're going to uh, repent. We're going to repent, but then we're going to shift into those two days. When you were born and when you discover why. Let me help you with that. You were not born just to pay bills and die. You were not born just to have babies and die. You were not born just to get married and die. For those of you who think that life ends in a relationship, I pray you get delivered from the Americanized version of life because there is so much more than that. For those of you who think, oh my God, if I just if I just get me some a, a spouse and some kids, I'm going to be good. No, you're not. Can I be honest with you? Let me say this. I was chatting with, the statistics say that on average about 85%, listen, about 85% of people who are currently married say um, that they would choose not to be married if the circumstances or the conditions were good financially. <gasps> Can you believe that? Can you believe that? All right. Um, the statistics tell us 50% of people in their first marriage get a divorce. 67% of people in their second marriage get a divorce. 73% of people in their third marriage get a divorce. But the statistics tell us that that number is actually higher for those who would but don't. Now, let me be very clear. Th th those statistics tell us that relationships need a revolution, which is why I've taught on it so much. I'll be teaching on love in the month of uh, February also. Uh, I typically do that, some type of series on love, relationships, dating, all that uh, in the month of February. We're going to be doing that again. Uh, our uh, February series is coming up. We got a Wednesday and a Sunday left in the current series, so we'll worry about that. But here, here's the next thing that that tells us, is that tells us that most people think that's their solution, and it's not. It's not. So for everybody married, I need you to realize that's a part of your life, but that's not the end. That's not the end. Come on. Can you just say there's more? For everybody with kids, that's amazing. Praise God. Every mama, every daddy. Amen. But guess what? That's a part of your life, but that's not the end of your life. Because guess what? Those kids are going to grow up and they're gone. And they're going to do their own thing. And then you're going to be talking about my kids, my kids, my kids. Them kids gone. All right? There is more. Can I get everybody to just type that? There is more. There's more. All right. So for those of you that are in that scenario, there's more. For those of you that desire that scenario, there's more. A person is not, you, listen to me, a person is not going to complete you. The best they can do is compliment you. And the problem we have for many folks is they get married to be complete to only discover that another person can't do that for you. Let's go here too. Let's go here before we pray. Let's go here. And sex, watch me, because some people just want a license to have sex. Here's the deal. Let me help you with that. If sex fixed relationships, there'd be no divorces. If sex fixed relationships, then there'd be no divorces. Listen to me. If sex fixed relationships, you wouldn't, watch me, you wouldn't have so many married folks cheating. It's quiet in prayer tonight. Stop thinking, I just, you know, girl, I need, man, you, man, I, bruh, bruh, bruh. Let me help you. If it fixed relationships, wouldn't make, no one, no married folks be cheating. I could say something right there, but I'm not. I'll move on. Okay. But, oh God, no, don't say that. All right. Okay. And some, oh, okay. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. All right. So we're going to cover that in prayer. Uh, why are you, why are you saying that? There's more to your life. And if you are alive, there's more. 
there's more. Come on, just say it one more time. There's more. There's more. There's more. There's more. There's more. There's more. Y'all ready? All right, let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you tonight, God, that we can ask for forgiveness for our sins. We come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and favor in our time of need. God, we are grateful that your blood covers us, that your blood protects us, and it washes us. It makes us clean. That means we are brand new. So tonight, God, we ask for forgiveness for all of our sins. That's where we've missed the mark, where we've made mistakes. We ask for forgiveness tonight, God, for all of our iniquity. That's the generational sin that we've practiced that's been passed down. And God, we ask for forgiveness now, even, Lord, uh, for our transgression. That is what we have willfully deviated from what we have known to be the truth. And God, we are grateful that we are forgiven. We are no longer sinners saved by grace. No, we're not sinners anymore. We sin, but God, but guess what? You make us righteous. We are not sinless as Christians. We sin less as Christians. Come on. Now, we are not perfect, but we are in progress. We are not perfect. But we are making progress. We may not be where we want to be. But God, we are thankful that we are not where we used to be. So we ask for forgiveness tonight, God. And Father, I pray that you give us the grace to not repeat the same mistakes. Not repeat the same transgression. Not repeat the same iniquity. But God, but to move and go from glory to glory. From faith to faith. And from level to level. And for that, we say thank you. God, we shift now to the two most important days according to Mark Twain. The day we were born. We were born to do more, God, than just pay bills and die. We were born to do more than just get a house and die. We were born to do more than to just have some kids and die. We were born to do more than just get married and die. There is more. There is more that you desire from us. So I pray, God, that we would not be like Job. Job cursed the day that he was born when he was in the midst of controversy. I pray, God, that we would celebrate the day we were born. Come on, dog. That we would celebrate the fact that we're here. That we would celebrate the fact that the car accident couldn't kill us. That corona couldn't kill us. That cancer couldn't kill us. That uh, sickness couldn't kill us. That nothing that has tried to stop us, nothing that has tried to take us out of the earth, it was not able to do it. Why? Because you sent us for a reason. God, literally, John 6, 63 says the words that you speak are spirit and they bring life. We are a word. And your word says in Isaiah that your word will not return void. You spoke us. You spoke us into existence. Which means you sent us to the earth as a word. And the word became flesh. We are something you spoke, God, and we became flesh. You, we are something you spoke, God, and we became flesh. And we pray and we are grateful, God, that the day we were born, it matters because we were sent to solve a problem in the earth. I come against God every ounce of why am I here? I come against God every ounce of self-deprecating thoughts. We come against God every ounce of, of suicidal thoughts. Every ounce of our life does not matter. It does matter. You sent us. And you sent us to solve a problem in Jesus' name. Now, God, we ship. We pray. He said that it's not only the day we're born, but then the day we discover why. I pray, God, that this would be the year for those that have not discovered their why, that this is the year they discover their why. Why they were born. Why they are here. And I pray not only discover, but do it. I need you to just type that on the screen. Two Ds. Two Ds. Discover and do. Or you can type both words. Discover and do. We're going to discover why and we're going to do it. We're going to discover why and we're going to do it. It literally, God, will make life easier. It will make our decisions easier. It will make everything we do easier because when we discover what we're here for, then we begin to do it. We'll know what to say no to. We'll say no what to say yes to. We won't have to sit up and try to discern, am I supposed to do this or not? We will have a green light because we know what we're here for. We will have a green light because we know what we're here for. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody on every platform, just type amen right there. I want, I want you to pay close attention to something I just said, that... Um, many times, how many of you will be honest um, on prayer tonight and just wave at me if uh, or, you know, well, just wave at me. Let's keep it simple. That sometimes you struggle with decision making. Wave at me. Sometimes you struggle with decision making, specifically as it relates to your life. Specifically as it relates to your life. Um, I know for me, for example, on Sundays, I take probably the longest time it takes me to figure out what meal I'm going to eat all week. It happens on Sundays. It literally is about a five to 10 minute process to figure out what I want to eat. And that's because I'm going to have one meal that day. 
So it's got to be good. I cannot have a meal and be like, this meal is not good. I, I ain't talking about decisions like that. I'm talking about when it comes to making decisions about your life. Wait a minute. I see several hands that are up. Several hands that are up when it comes to making decisions. Can I tell you why? You ready? Sometimes the reason you struggle with those decisions is because you do not know why you are here and what you are here for. So consequently, when you're making decisions, everybody listen, every time you make a, please listen to me if you don't hear nothing else I say in prayer. Every time you make a simple decision, you are really asking the substratum of the question, which is, why am I here and what am I supposed to be doing here? I'm going to say it again. Every time you try to make a simple decision, you are really asking a much deeper question, which is why it's so hard to make a simple decision. I'm talking better than y'all just talking back to me on prayer. Every time you try to make a simple decision, there's so much more in that simple decision, which is what takes you so long. Because every time I'm just trying to figure out, should I stay here or stay here? That's because you don't know your why. Because you don't know your why. When you, when you, what you're really saying is, I'm trying to figure out, is me living here connected to what I'm supposed to do or not? So you have 50, 50, as you said like this, you have 50, 11, which just means a whole lot. You have 50, 11 questions going on underneath every small decision you're making. Got it? This is why it takes you so long to make a simple decision. This is why it takes you so long to make a simple decision. All right? Um, it, it takes you so long. All right? <laughs> I can talk about that. I'm, I'm going to leave it on. Takes you so long. So this is why you have to understand your why. In my Evernote, which is um, one of the notes systems I use, I literally have it and it says here, my why. My why is literally right here. I would turn it to you, but uh, I don't think you're going to be able to see it. Um, I, I would turn it to you, but you're not going to see it. I literally have my why. It's right here. I have my why. And at the end of my why, here's what it says. The light is green unless he makes it red. Listen to me. The light is green unless he makes it red. There are certain things I do not need to pray about because they're encompassed. And let me be clear about when I say pray. We pray about everything. There are certain things I don't need to pray about making the decision on because I understand my why. Because I understand my why. I don't need to go into 15 weeks of prayer and fasting and consecration about certain things. Is this, is this in alignment with this? Okay, then if it's in alignment with this, then it's yes, unless he says no. And say, yes, 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 yes. Unless he says no, 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 no. Wow. Do y'all see that? So there's a lot of decisions that are easy for me to make. Sometimes the people around me, they'll say, wow, your work ethic, your work ethic. Wow, Bishop, man, your work ethic. You, you're doing stuff. You're doing this. You're doing this. Your work ethic. How do you do all of that? How do you get all of that done? People around me would say that. You want to know how? Because I have a why that's driving my what? So, so it's, it's not even a question for me. Come on. I'm sharing this not to, not to self-aggrandize myself, but to help you get the point. So because I have a why, it drives my what? So sure, my work ethic is strong. Sure, my work ethic, uh, listen, is unmatched. I've not found anybody, and every pastor that's ever walked closer to me will tell you the same thing. They've not met somebody that matches my work ethic, period. That's on period, Bishop. <laughs> that's on period. All right? Why? Because I have a why. And my prayer for you is that you have a why that drives your what? Your decisions will become easy. It's easy. Okay. Let me give you one more example of this. And then we're going to move forward in prayer. One more example of this. And we're going to move forward in prayer. Because many times, um, and I need you not to miss church on Wednesday. It's going to be amazing. Whenever you face a difficult what, when you do not have a why, the difficult what will make you give up. The difficult what will make you give up when you don't have a strong why. The difficult what will make you give up if you don't have a strong why. The difficult what will make you give up if you don't have a strong why. Why? What am I here for? Okay. And when you have that, it's going to drive you. Um, for some of you, you you're going to need to walk through that. You're going to need help to walk through that. Got it? Um, for those of you that are connected to Harvest, and even those that are not connected to Harvest, I still do one-on-ones with people. Um, while I can, as long as I can, I will, as long as I can, I will, we have to change some things, but as long as I can, I will, because some of you, you're going to need to be walked through that. You're going to need to be walked through that process because you think, you know, and that's only because of what you've been told. Can I give you this? And then we're going to move on and just help with anybody. 
right? We're, we're, we're covered in some prayer. Um, but listen, Elisha, we're in 1 Kings chapter 19. For my note takers on, on prayer, can I get you to type that? In 1 Kings chapter 19, Elisha is on the 12th yoke of oxen. His family was in um, the agricultural space. That was the family business. And in the Hebrew culture, the sons would always follow in the family business of the fathers. So when Jesus, for example, finds these 12 young Hebrew men that are doing their father's business, what's the father family business? Tax collecting, all right, that was a family thing. Fishing, that was a family thing. All of these were family businesses. They are doing that because in the Hebrew culture, you did what was done. Listen to me. You did what was done. But for many of you, you are the beginning of a new dynasty in your bloodline. You are the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. You're the curse breaker in your bloodline. So what you will do, you will be the first to do. Can I just get you to put a one on every platform? You will be the first to do. You will be the first to do. So I can't rely on what's been done in my bloodline because I'm supposed to be the first of something new. Jesus was the first of something new in his bloodline. Got it? Joseph was the first of something new in his bloodline. All right. Joshua was the first of something in his bloodline. Moses was the first of something in his bloodline. For many of you, you need to let this year you're in 2021. You need to realize, whoa, I'm going to be the first. Because in my bloodline, there's no pattern of this. Father, I pray that we have the courage and the grace to be the first. I pray that we have the courage and the grace to be the first. We're going to be the first ones out of debt. You're going to be the first ones um, to, to own outright. You're going to be the first ones to not practice generational curses. You're going to be the first ones to get stuck in bad relationships. You're going to be the first one. You will be the first. Wow. You'll be the first. All right. But it says, pray for me. We're about to, I'm about to take your prayer request in just a minute. So stay on. Don't hop off. You'll be the first. So because you're going to be the first, you have to be careful because you think you know because of what you were told. But what you were told is by somebody that wasn't in your seat. It wasn't by somebody that was in your seat. It wasn't by somebody that was first. So Elisha in 1 Kings 19, let me give you this and we're going to move on. Elisha in 1 Kings chapter 19, he is herding ox. That's the family business. He is with the 12th yoke of oxen. He's with the 12th yoke of oxen. That means he's at the end. What does that tell us? He's good. A yoke of oxen had one ox on one side and another ox on the other side. There were two ox together. A yoke I've talked to was this wooden instrument that connected the two ox together. So the ox would go. The ox would go. He was on the next. Boom. He's on the next. Boom. Next. He's on the 12th. The 12th was considered the final yoke of oxen. You ready? It was the final yoke of oxen. And at that moment, Elijah, we're 1 Kings 19, walks over to him and he throws his mantle at him. Now, as a Hebrew, he knew that the prophet wore a certain garment. For those of you that have followed Harvest for a while, I don't think I've had it on for a while, but you would see me sometimes wear that. It's the Shamir, the garment of the prophet. You see me sometimes walk down. So Elijah takes that off. He throws it down. You also see this happen in 2 Kings chapter 2. He throws it down. And he's like, let's go. He's like, let's go. And the first thing Elisha wants to do, he says, let me go kiss my mother and father goodbye. I want you to listen to Elijah's word. Elijah says, again, again. In other words, Elijah was saying, this is the second time we're having this conversation. And this is the second time that you are wanting to not be the first. You are wanting to do what the rest of your bloodline has done. Not realizing you're the curse breaker in your bloodline. Which means our natural tendency is going to be to walk in the paths that have been blazed instead of the path that we were created for. Come on, y'all. God, I pray that we would not do like Elisha did. The first thing he did was say again. Uh, uh, the first thing he did was want to go to consult people that were not those that were of this curse breaking generation. The first thing he did was ask somebody. And that's what messed them up last time. That's why Elijah said again, you finna go run and talk to them again. They were wrong last time. You finna run and talk to them again. They got you out of this last time. They got you off your square last time. They got you off your assignment last time. We're really about to do this again. I need everybody to type this on every platform. No more repeats, please. No more repeats. Got it? Many times you will go consult people. And, and people, sometimes they can love you and because they love you. What they will want to do is alleviate any pain they think you may have to go through. 
So what they will do is water it down because the watered down version seems less painful. I'm talking tonight. I don't know who this is for. I don't know who this is for. I don't know who this is for. All right. Let's shift. Guys, if you're just coming in, like this uh, video. Tell me where you're watching from and share it. Spending that prayer. We gather together for one um, hour every Monday night to pray. We call it Command Your Week. It's a biblical pattern of prayer. You can look those messages up on our podcast or in our apps so that you understand that. Can I get a few more of you to share over here on this Harvest Search Instagram? Let's get these numbers up over there. All right? All right. So yesterday's message was called And Another One. And Another One. And there's a few things that the Lord wants um, for us to cover in prayer tonight. Remember, when we pray, there's two things you're going to always have me to have you, to, or I'm going to always ask you to do. One is to say it. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. You got to say it so you can see it. Number two, number two, you're going to often hear me say to you um, the importance of you typing something. Why? That's our way to agree. We can't touch it or agree physically because we're digital. So you're going to do that. Guys, tell me a few things um, that stood out to you from yesterday's message, if you saw it. If you didn't see it, can I get you to get our app? I'm telling you, it's good. It's free. It's free. It's free 99. Come on, you, you, who can beat that price? Get our app. How do you get it? Just text the word HARVEST to 55498. Text the word HARVEST to 55498. I'm going to let this up. I feel, there we go. Now, now I feel better. All right. Text the word HARVEST to 55498. What's some of the stuff that stood out to you yesterday from yesterday's message? And another one. And another one. I'm waiting on your comments to come in. Uh, while you guys are doing that, um, let me say this. Uh, while you're typing in some of what stood... I almost got some long comments today. Uh, while you're uh, typing in your comments in terms of what stood out to you from yesterday's message, let me tell you one of the things that stood out to me from yesterday's message. Um, when they finally make all of this progress... Um, they've gotten through the. They've gotten past the Red Sea. They stopped wandering in the wilderness for forty years. They've gotten over the death of Moses. They've gotten over the death of Moses. That's good. How the challenges in our way are the things we have not dealt with yet. That's good. When they finally got to um, the first city they were supposed to take in the Promised Land, it was called Jericho. Um, it was called Jericho. Jericho means uh, 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 has a couple different meanings, but the simplest of them. It means to crush, to crush, specifically a flower. So it means I'm going to crush something so that fragrance can come forth. And what's amazing to me is that when they get there, listen, Joshua 6 and 1. Now Jericho was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel. Nobody went in, nobody came out. In other words, God, I made all this progress and now here I am as something hard again. It's something hard again. I want to cover in prayer your thought that it gets easier. It doesn't. You get stronger. You get more spiritual. It's not going to get easier. You're going to get better. Right? The more you advance, it's not getting easier. So if everybody wait, I just wait for this to get easy. Here's how it's going to feel easier. It's going to feel easier because you're better. It's going to feel easier because you're better. There's nothing easy about betrayal. Got it? It's just going to feel easier because you've handled multiple Judas. You've had, look, you've handled multiple Judases before. Let me do it like this. You've handled Judai before. We're going to make it plural like that. All right? You're better. And because you're better, it seems easier. So many good comments. I want to cover that in prayer because sometimes we think it's going to get easier. Like, ooh, and look, we even got a song. Ooh, child, things are going to get easier. They will seem easier because you are better. They didn't actually get easier. Got it? There's nothing easy about building something from the ground up. There's nothing easy about that. What's different is you have the wisdom to do it now. You have the skill to do it now. You have the spirituality to do it now. God, I pray right now for our thinking that sometimes it's going to get easier. It is not that things get easier. It is that we get better. And I pray, God, that tonight we would recognize where we are better, where we are stronger, where we are wiser. So it will feel easier. But the reality is it was still challenging. But it will feel easier to us. I pray that in our next 12, God, that what we face, what we confront, what we deal with, that it feels easier because we got, have gotten better. We are better. We are better. Can I get you to type on every platform one of the ways you're better? Come on. Uncommon, you can't um, type it, but you can say it because y'all are on radio or internet radio. I guess you can type it. You can type it yourself. One way you're better. What's one of the ways you're better? Like, how are you better today than you were 12 months ago? How are you better today, let's be honest, than you were yesterday? 
Can I get you to type that on every platform? One way you're better. One, I can, come on, I see stronger. Come on. What else? One way that you are better. One way that you are better. One way that you are better. Well, yeah, wiser. Come on, wiser. That's good. Come on, one way that you're better. One way that you're better. One way that you are better. One way that you're better. Um, wiser. Okay, that's good. I recognize when the enemy attacks versus my emotions. Yes. Not assuming as much. That's good. Wiser. The way I respond. I identify the blessing in the lesson. Yes. My perspective. I see differently. Come on, y'all. Overcoming depression. You better do it. Bold. Come on. Slower to anger. Mature. More mature. That's good. Even when I'm disrespected, I keep my mouth shut. I don't clap back. Come on. Don't clap back. Spiritually wiser. I handle hate better. That's good. Identify the same old tricks of the enemy. I'm less emotional, more patient, bolder. I speak life into myself and not just others. Bolder, ready for the journey, hard work, consistent, more mature. That's good, more peaceful. Come on, across all of our platforms, that's what's different. And it's not that what you're facing is going to get easier. After all of what they face, they walk up on Jericho, y'all. And when they walk up on Jericho, Jericho's a fortified city. It's like a city that's on a quarantine lockdown. Bible says nobody's getting in and nobody's getting out. The city's on lockdown. But guess why? The Bible says the reason the city's on lockdown is because of the people of Israel. They heard they were coming and so they hardened it. My God. And for many of us, come on, y'all, we're about to go up. For many of us, there's, there's territory, there are things we're doing in our lives, things we're doing in our calling, things we're doing that we've been ordained to do. And what happens is if had it been somebody else, it may have been a little easier. But for you, listen, because you have a track record of winning, because you have a track record of taking nothing and turning it into something, I'm here to tell you your wins have preceded you. I'm here to tell you your strength has preceded you. I'm here to tell you that you have, uh, your reputation has preceded you. And because of that, the Bible says they hardened down on the city. Father, I pray that we recognize that the unintended consequence of doing well is that what we face will seem harder to do. That the unintended consequence of winning is that what we face will seem more difficult to do. The city was hardened and locked down because they heard that the children of Israel were on the way and they heard that the children of Israel had a track record of victory, had a track record of winning. They walked up on a Red Sea, it parts. They heard about that. Walk up on a Jordan River and it parts uh, once they get into it. They heard about that. And because they heard about that, what they were going to leave unprotected, they hardened down. And so like we said yesterday, God, our walls are coming down. Those obstacles are coming down, but we must follow the instructions. We, that's why we come to church. That's why we log in. That's why we get the podcast. That's why we get the word. Why? Because it's giving us our instructions on how to get our next victory. And our next victory. And our next victory. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Let's see. I'm seeing some more comments about the message. The children of Israel went through 40 days, 40 years of wandering. Yes. 30 days of mourning and three days of Passover. You ready? Let's go. Let's go here. Let's go here. This is good. This is good. Let's go here, y'all. For 430 years, I want you to watch the numbers. For 430 years, the children of Israel were in bondage. They were in bondage. And I need somebody to hear me. The longer your struggle, please listen to me, the more sudden your release. Let me say the second thing to you. The longer your struggle, listen, the longer he intends for you to reign. Please hear what I just said. The longer your struggle, the longer he intends for you to reign. The longer your struggle, the more sudden your exit from the struggle. Let me prove it to you. All right. Can I get y'all to type this on every platform? For 430 years, they're in slavery. Because some of you are like, God, why is this taking so long? It only took her two weeks. That's because she's only going to be on top for two weeks. You're going to have it for a lifetime. Let's go. They're only going to be on top for a little bit, not like you. When you get up there, you're going to stay up there. Everybody type 430. 430 years, they are in Egyptian slavery. They're in Egyptian slavery. All right? Now, 
Um, then Moses shows up. Moses shows up after spending 40. Listen, he's already spent a 40 year stint on the backside of the desert. He's already spent 40 years dealing with sheep. God always would send somebody to deal with sheep when he wanted them to lead. Stop. For some of you, you have had to deal with some dirty people, but it's teaching you how to lead people. Oh, my God. I pray that we get the lesson out of every stage of our lives. Come on, y'all talk. Lord, give us the lesson from every stage of our lives. You have to deal with sheep. Sheep are dirty, naturally. You have to deal with dirty sheep to learn how to lead people. You did the same thing for David. You sent David to deal with the sheep. You sent Saul to go get the donkeys. You, got, you allow us to deal with things because it is your way of training us. And you will waste nothing, God. Please type that. You will waste nothing, God, that we've been through or dealt with. All right, for 430 years, for 430 years, guys, they're in Egyptian slavery. Moses comes up after a 40 year stint in his own personal wilderness. And then he comes out and then they go through this process. Bible says that they're sent out of Egypt. They're sent overnight. All right, 430 years, they're sent out overnight. For 130 years, they're sent out overnight. For 130 years, they're sent out overnight. Did you see what I'm saying? All right, that was a long time. Their exit was very swift. Let's move to the next piece. Then they wander in the wilderness for 40 years. They wander in the wilderness for 40 years because of their rebellion. They were rebellious. And I need you not to miss church on Wednesday. I'm going to show you some stuff on Wednesday. You're going to be like, whoa. Right? Um, Wednesday's message is going, this is better than that. I, I, there's one line in Wednesday's message that just about this took me all the way. I almost said took me out. Took me up. How about that? For 40 years, they wander in the wilderness. Got it? Then God says, okay, no more wandering. So for 40 years, they wander. Then Moses dies. And when Moses dies, they mourn for 30 days. If I listen, for 40 years, they wander. Moses dies. And the Lord, at the end of Moses' life, at the end of Deuteronomy, he lets Moses go up and he, he puts him on this mountain, Mount Pisgah. And he says, go look at all this land. He said, I want you to know they're going to get it. I want you to know they're going to get it. I want you to know they're going to get it. He says, now you ain't going. That's all I said. You ain't going, but I want you to know they're going to get it. They mourn for how long? 30 days. 40 years they wander. 30, years they, or 30 days they mourn. Watch it. 40 years they wander. 30 days they mourn. Watch the next change. Then three days, because Joshua, Joshua chapter one. Then God says, all right, come on, Josh, let's go. Three days after that 30-day mourning period, they are crossing the Jordan. Three days after that mourning period, they are crossing the Jordan. And 33 days, Father, I pray that our first 33 days of this year, God, that we would see more progress than we've seen in a while. Come on. In 33 days, y'all. In 33 days. In 33 days. They did what they did not do in 40 years. Are you seeing the math? 430 years overnight. 33 days, or excuse me, uh, 40 years, 33 days. What are you trying to tell me? I'm trying to tell you that what's going to happen in your next 12 is going to be so amazing. Please listen to me. I don't care how long, you know, this piece has been over here. This piece is going to be significant. At age 16, let's go here. At age 16, every platform, let's go. At age 16, David is anointed to be king. For 14 years, he has to know he's called to sit in a seat he never gets to occupy. And when he does occupy it, he occupies it under very uh, scandalous circumstances because Saul has committed suicide. Wow. Got it? He's made king overnight. After 14 years of waiting, after 14 years of waiting, and then when he's first initially made king, it's just Judah, it's not all of Israel. So it's not the whole nation, it's just part of the nation. What are you trying to tell me? I'm trying to tell you that the timetable, like you got it backwards. You got it backwards. God says, I'm using all of this time to prepare you. And when I do it, it's going to happen like that. Let me do that. Let's go to this last prayer. Because um, we were there, and and, uh, and you guys go watch that message and another one um, from Sunday. Watch it on our app or YouTube or Facebook. Uh, Father, I pray 
that we do not allow our 430 or our 40 <laughs> or our 14, that we do not allow that to make us miss the fact that what you do next, it will happen quickly. 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 Just type quickly on the screen. It will happen quickly. And it will seem like it just happened overnight, but it was 430 years in the making. It was 40 years in the making. It was 14 years in the making. But for us, God, we say it will happen quickly. Guys, I got so much more I wanted to cover in prayer tonight, um, but I ran out of time. Did prayer bless anybody tonight? Listen, here's what I want to do. Number one, if prayer bless you, I want you to sow into it. Bless what blesses you. So harvest is good ground. You should always sow into what blesses you. Um, so how do you do that? You can use the cash app Bishop Foreman with the number one or Harvest Church Give. You can also go to our website, harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Can I get a few to type this on every platform? Um, you can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, all of that. That's hello at harvestchurch.church. And you can do that. That's awesome. Uh, and you can do that. Let me say this. Tonight, if you are on prayer and you have not given your life to Jesus, you've not become a Christian, tonight's your night. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, tonight's your night to come back. Third, if you're like, Bishop, I'm like, I don't know where things stand with God. I want to be sure. I don't want to have a complicated relationship with Jesus. This has got to be simple. If either one of those three is you, to become a Christian for the first time, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure on every platform tonight, on three, I want you to respond with a hand wave emoji or say it's me. That hand wave emoji or say it's me. One, two, three. If that's you, respond right now. God's coming to get you tonight. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure wherever you are at, I need you to respond right now. I need you to respond right now. Hand wave the emoji or say it's me. Tonight is your night. You are not watching this by accident. No judgment. Y'all type it for me. No judgment, no condemnation, nothing but love. I got nothing but love for you, baby. Uh-huh. I got number love for you tonight. All right. I'm going to count you down. I'm going to give you five seconds to respond. Then we're going to pray and then we out of here. Five. I am waiting on you. Just do that hand wave emoji. I see you. I see you. Come on, guys. They're responding. I see you. No judgment, no guilt, no condemnation, no sin. I just want to lead you in a prayer. Why do you have me respond, Bishop? The Lord says, the Bible says, rather, if you deny him openly, he'll do the same. In other words, God says, don't be afraid to be open about your love for me. Like, Bishop, I made a ton of mistakes. God couldn't love me. Yes, he does. Bishop, I screwed up. He won't love me. Yes, he does. Bishop, I messed up and I keep messing up and I'm tired of this. Guess what? Well, tonight you need to come on back. Come on back. You become a Christian, recommit yourself a little, or be sure that hand wave emoji said to me, I'm counting for you. Five, I'm waiting. Let's go. Respond right now. Hit the button. Four, I am waiting on you. Three, I am waiting on you. Come on. Two, come on. Come on. Praise God. And one. Listen, I want everybody, everybody to pray this with me. Even if you went to school with Jesus, I don't care if you've been saved since you came out your mama's womb. You came out with a Bible all right, in your hand. I need everybody to pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession. If this is my first time praying this, come on, everybody, I am now a Christian. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my God. You are my Father. You are my Savior. And tonight is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, for every person that made that decision tonight, Right, came out the came out with a Bible. Um, I need you to text the word decision to five five four nine eight. Can I get you to do that? Text the word decision to the phone number five five four nine eight. When you do that, we're going to shoot your text message right away to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. All right, um, it's totally free. We just want to be a blessing to you. What I do next? I'm literally going to tell you what you do. Like, okay, I prayed this prayer. Now what do I do in the message? What next? I'm going to teach you what to do next. All right. Love you guys. It's 8.01. Listen, I did good on time tonight, huh? All right. Um, it's 8.01. I pray you have an amazing night tonight. Do not miss church on Wednesday. If you're in Denver, you can get to the building. If you're not in Denver, you can watch online. Um, and uh, it's going to be an amazing message. I'm so excited about it. Uh, and Sunday's message is going to be good. Um, and so I'm excited about that. And then our February series is coming up. It's called Love Songs. Love Songs. So I'm going to do a video right after this. So make sure you follow me on social media if you don't already. I'm going to do a video right after this because I want to hear some of your love songs. 
uh, but I have a question to go along with it. So I need you to respond. All right. I need your response. And the, I'm going to there's a few message slots I left open because I want to hear your responses tonight because I'm going to preach right to that. Have an amazing night, guys. If prayer bless you, go so into it. Uh, Harvest Church Give or Bishop Home with the number one on Cash App, or you can use PayPal, Venmo, Zell, Hello HarvestChurch.Church. All right. Harvest, let me just say this to every harvester. Our faithful giving, not only do faithful givers flourish, but it's amazing to see what God is doing. Somebody says, got to watch the replay. You do have to watch the replay. It's amazing to see what God's doing. And so we continue to be faithful in what God has called us to do. And uh, it's amazing to see that. I love you guys. What up, Mike? I love you guys. Have an amazing night. Shalom. All right, here we go. Boom, we're going to go there. Bye, y'all. Love you. All right. And Mr. Fon- we all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions. And it's because that occasional shave really hurts the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. Hensonshaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's.